0: Hello, welcome to this week's Book Reporters with Joe and Lauren. Hi, Lauren.
1: Hey, Joe. How are you? Uh,
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing this week?
1: Good.
0: Good. I know. Um. How are you liking our new cover, Podcast Art?
1: I know. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, I you know, love it. Yeah.
0: Well, you know more about um, that than I do. I mean, uh, the artist that did that for us.
1: Yeah, Everett. Um, I've known him for a number of years. Um, him and his wife are at my wedding, and um, they're just really good people. And he has a photo and design um, company, and he's very good at what he does. And After we posted our last um, episode, he messaged me randomly and said, You know, I was just, I saw your podcast and I just kind of came up with a couple ideas and just sent them over. And they were all great, but the one in particular I loved and I sent them to you. And you liked the exact same one I did. So that was really fun and uh yeah it's it's awesome
0: yeah um he he did send a few designs, and you know we'll have we have the other two, like maybe if we ever get a patreon set up, we can use one of them for that, but yeah. that's a whole thing to think about another time, yeah, but yeah, uh I Personally, love the design. I shared it on my bookstagram. Uh, I think you shared it on yours too, but it's gotten great feedback. So he did a fantastic job.
1: Yeah. And thank
0: you, Everett, for doing that for us when we didn't ask you to. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it's 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 fantastic. I love it. And uh, if there's anyone out there listening who does theme music, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get like better theme music on this podcast, but that's a that's you know whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check him out. I'll have a link in the episode notes to his YouTube and uh, or not his his Instagram at least. Yeah, and you know
1: we'll put them. Somewhere, I know. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, awesome. So
1: yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, and between that and coming down from the high of talking with one of our favorites last week,
1: I know we had a was a pretty good week between the two.
0: (laughs) But yeah, yeah, we got we are back to two books this um week so uh lauren i'd love for you to go first what are you what is your book for this week
1: i have the golden couple by greer Hendricks and sarah, <laughs> sarah <laughs> Pe- <pecking in.
0: laughs> now, um, now you you told me you want to i mean you 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 watch, like, YouTube videos trying to get the right pronunciation of the name. Right. And, um...
1: pecking it. That's it.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All
1: right. And your book, Joe?
0: Mine is a YA thriller, The Lake by Natasha Preston. I've
1: seen that uh, book all over uh, Bookstagram.
0: (laughs) I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I've shared with you my thoughts. I mean, my basic thoughts on it so far. And uh, if anyone who follows me on Goodreads had the chance to see my rating on it knows so far, but yeah. Right. So, I mean, I will get into that later on, but. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your take. Now, these authors are—they have a bunch of books out, and I—they've mm-hmm. been on my list for a while. I don't think I've read them. Wait, there might be one of their books I've read part of, or I—I I have to look at their—I have to look up their titles, but.
1: I have them here, just on the back of the book jacket. The wife between us, and anonymous.
0: Think,
1: probably I think that the one. The wife
0: between us is one I've read, maybe partial of.
1: I think that's like maybe their most famous one.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: an anonymous girl, and you are not alone. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So kind of random fact about this. I dnf'd two of their books. So. Um, not sure like why i i mean it it, it was just the the plot itself that kind of drew me into this one but the wife between us and an anonymous girl i did not make it through a couple years back so um
0: well, and i don't know about you but sometimes when i have a dnf it's pro- it's nothing against the book it's just a mood mm-hmm. right that i'm in that i'm right. just i'll come back to this right. later right so okay.
1: Yeah. And I hardly ever do, but, um, but both of those, uh, yeah, they weren't reflections on the authors, like saying, um, obviously I read this book and I made it through and, and generally speaking, I enjoyed it. Um, but two DNFs is kind of also, like if I didn't finish this one or not like it, I probably would not pick up another one of theirs, but, um, you know, that's not the case here. I I would absolutely see what future books from them holds, but, um, my up first. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Officially. I didn't want to start getting into it. All right. So the golden couple, this is a book new for this year. Um, and the synopsis is Wealthy Washington suburbanites, Marissa and Matthew Bishop, seem to have it all until Marissa is unfaithful. Beneath their veneer of perfection is a relationship riven by work and a lack of intimacy. Marissa wants to repair things for the sake of their eight-year-old son and because she loves her husband. Enter Avery Chambers. Avery is a therapist who lost her professional license. Still, it doesn't stop her from counseling those in crisis, though they have to adhere to her unorthodox methods, and the bishops are desperate. When they glide through Avery's door and Marissa reveals her infidelity, all three are set on a collision course because the biggest secrets in the room are still hidden and it's no longer simply a marriage that's in danger. The golden couple, perfection is deceiving. So I was immediately intrigued. This is a, a book um, that goes back and forth between our main woman in the relationship, Marissa, and the therapist, Avery. So every chapter is alternating, um, which is very classic. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, so Avery is a an atypical therapist. She's no longer officially licensed. She lost her job. Um, and you'll find out why, but obviously it was due to work-related issues. Um, but she's able to be, um, she's able to do therapy and um is able to do some forms of um counseling despite not being licensed anymore. And she has a unique method where she can either fix you in 10 sessions or she can't. She's very selective about who she takes on because she's very popular. Um, There was a, a, an article in the Washington post magazine that um, featured her and, and that kind of had this, second career of hers kind of take off despite not being licensed anymore um it was a very favorable article and now she's in demand for her unorthodox treatment um sessions so marissa kind of lies to her husband to get there they say it's about their son so when he shows up he's kind of blindsided by this um admission that marissa makes about having cheated on him with a guy from the gym. And you can really feel Matthew's anger in this book. I feel like it, it comes off like very well written and I don't know, just how you would kind of expect things to go. Um, Avery, on the other hand, is multi-dimensional. She she is somewhat um difficult to read which goes along with her character i mean she's the therapist um so clearly you don't get her full story right off the bat um but she has like a side story going on about a pharmaceutical company that um involves whistleblowing and it, it doesn't involve her directly but she ends up getting caught in this b plot um in the book and I thought that that was very good. I thought it was a very good compliment. I read some unfavorable reviews that said it that story was pointless or was stupid or didn't need to be in the book, but I think it really helped kind of distract from the heaviness of this whole love triangle that's going on in the main part of the book. Um, as the book goes on you know you're still trying to work through the 10 steps with marissa and matthew marissa runs a boutique she's got this kind of clingy employee who's also kind of like the assistant manager um you're not really sure what her deal is and again avery you're kind of getting bits and pieces of her like as the story unfolds and people she knows in her life and how things connect. Um, and I thought that the pacing was really, really well done in this book. I, I was up late reading this book every night. It, I, I want to say it took me like a whole week, like Monday through Friday or something. But that was just due to lack of time on my part. And then I'd stay up late reading this book. The chapters are pretty short, which makes it, easy to just keep going plus that alternating timeline you want to know what happens with you know the the chapter prior to the one you just read um and of course that that kept me intrigued the ending so i didn't figure it out which is always a plus it there's a lot of things woven in i don't know how, I mean, I'm, there's always someone that is a super sleuth that figures things out. But I think that it would be hard to kind of get everything. I had my ideas, but I just kind of, after a while, just kind of went with the story and stopped trying to figure it out. Um, not a whole lot of characters, but there are more than just the three in our therapy session. And, um, you know, the ending was made sense and kind of wrapped up um I would say it was not not anticlimactic but I was just kind of like oh okay (laughs) that's what happens um overall I so my rating for this on Goodreads because you can't do halves or quarters or three-fourths um was a four because one, I finished it. I was happy to do that. Um, just based on the last two books. Uh, even though there was no doubt I was going to read that I was going to finish this book. Cause it, I, you know, it, it was just very well paced and, and an easy read. Um, it's let's see, 300, just under 330 pages. So not terribly long. Um, however, like I said, it, you kind of just read the story to me yes there's reveals but they weren't like no no they weren't earth shattering and then uh, as we started here today and we were kind of getting set up i finished this book maybe about 10 days ago i completely forgot the ending so i think my my call on it truly being like a three and a half star um but but rounding up to four to me, I, I don't have any problems with that. I don't think it's a three-star read. I think it's better than that. But, uh, again, while we were setting up, I'm like, just kind of glossing over the last couple chapters. Like I, I completely forgot to the point where I actually had the, the main, the main offender <laughs> in my head, uh, wrong so you know in terms of it being a, a lasting book that stays with me that's clearly not happening but um but can't say that I you know disliked it by any means and I, I recommend it I think it's a it's a good book
0: oh that's I, good to hear
1: I think it's on your TBR list or did, did, did you talk I about think that so, I,
0: probably yeah I mean, um,
1: it's, it's one that
0: I can't remember if I, I think it's the wife between us that I at least started to read. I can't remember if I finished it or not. Right. But, um,
1: I think with that one, I got distracted
0: with yeah. an
1: anonymous girl. I lost interest. So that that's also kind of a mixed bag. So split the difference with the third book and I finished it and liked it. Um, didn't love it but liked it and i think i could totally see if people love this book and i can also see if you were kind of met on it i don't think it's fair to give it one star
0: but yeah i uh i see the logo on it you got it as a book of the month so like, yeah
1: it was a last month a february book um mm-hmm. but it's one that i would wait for it to pop up At the library. Um, Not mad I spent money on it, but um, it, it, you know, or I can send this to you if you wanted to read it. Um, It's one of those ones for you, you know. I like it, but I'll pass it on. (laughs) Um, I do have uh, some one-star reviews, and some are so long. Um... This one, I will read. Um, It's not funny or anything. It's just a different take. Uh, This was from Goodreads. This is Mariah, and it was posted two days ago. One star. I'm surprised I finished this book. I think I thought it would get better, and I wanted to keep reading, but it never did. It was truly awful. There was nothing thrilling, suspenseful, dramatic about it. It really fell flat with the big reveal during the last few chapters. The ending felt out of place. There was no good lead-up or foreshadowing throughout the book that would have made the ending justified. If that had been a thing, maybe I would have liked it. The big pharma secondary plot was dumb and unbelievable. The characters were boring. I think if the book were longer, it would have been better. Okay. (laughs) Not really sure how...
0: It's usually yeah. the opposite,
1: right? Right, like you could cut out a hundred pages and and still be fine. Type. Of well, thing. how long is
0: the book? Uh,
1: three hundred and twenty six pages. So it's not like I don't know how much shorter you could get with it, be, still being a full length book.
0: Um. Okay.
1: Um, that way there would be more time and space to flesh out the plot and everything. Every time the parts would end the part the parts would end it seemed like they were trying to leave it on a big reveal i guess the chapter um but it read flat i definitely wish i picked another book of the month but i was drawn in by the chance to read another thriller would not recommend i i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) about all that listen i'll go right to bed at my bedtime if i'm not into a book but Uh, I think the short chapters helped. I think that the characters each, in my opinion, had a personality because, like I said, there's more than just the three main characters, but there's not a ton. It doesn't flood the story. You're not trying to keep track of who's who. You know who everybody is. And I didn't, though I didn't get the big reveal to me, like I said, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I do think it made sense. I don't think that it was out of left field or anything. I think that there were little breadcrumbs along the way to, to kind of either help you figure it out if you wanted to, or, um, you know, where you would just say, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So (laughs) not mad. I read it. Um, and yeah, I recommend it still. I think that it's, it's good. I think a lot of people will like it. I I think maybe if you don't like flood your system with thrillers and mysteries all the time too, just because it's really unique to have a character that the the therapist is really involved and has her own kind of dynamic. She's not your average therapist or counselor or whatever she can call herself. Um, now she's different. She's unique. It's not just a therapy session. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my book this week, and again, I'm not not mad about it.
0: Oh, well, that is great.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so we have one recommend this <laughs> week. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not spoiling anything. So
1: hmm. and we uh, know Joe's track record of liking so many books. So are we going to go that way? Or Are we going to go rogue this week?
0: <laughs> well, let me get into mine. Let's let's <laughs> go. <laughs> my my pick this week is The Lake by Natasha Preston and here is the synopsis um from on Amazon because I read uh I borrowed the Kindle version to Libby for this so. Uh, Hot on the heels of the twin, the undisputed queen of YA thrillers is back with a scary and suspenseful read about a summer camp filled with dark secrets. Esme and Kayla once were campers at Camp Pine Lake. Now they're back as counselors in training. Esme loves the little girls in her cabin and thinks it's funny how scared they are of everything. The woods, the bugs, the boys, even swimming in the lake. It reminds her of how she and Kayla used to be before. Because Esme and Kayla did something terrible when they were campers. Something they've kept a secret all these years. They vow that this summer will be awesome. Two months of sun, s'mores, and flirting with the cute boy counselors. But then they get a message. The lake never forgets. The secret they've kept buried for so many years is about to resurface. Now, this, um, the, that synopsis referred to Natasha Preston as the queen of YA thrillers. This is the first I've read from her. Um, I'll give, I'll check out more of her stuff, but uh, I'm not sure exactly how, like what her track record is in that regard. Uh but getting into the lake. The horror slash thriller set at a summer camp is a classic trope of the genre. It's it's one that I am always here for personally. Um I know there's a, a similar Riley Sager book in that shot, the last time I lied is love that book. Yeah, it fits into that. Um,
1: That's probably my favorite from him.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what my favorite from him is, but we can get into that when we do a Riley Sager series on. It. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I will pretty much always go for the horror or thriller story set at a summer camp. So, Me too. Yeah, in the two, in the lake, the two main girls, Esme and Kayla, they are just about lifelong best friends. They're 16 years old. They had come to the camp when they were about eight and nine. And as I said, they get invited back to be CITs or counselors in training. And uh, it's them, these two boy CITs, Jake and Ollie, who each, Esme and Kayla, are attracted to each one and kind of latch on to each one. And then there's uh, two other ones, Rebecca and Tia. And Rebecca is kind of this loner girl. She's, you know, very quiet, reserved. You think something's up with her. Um, But they're the six counselors in training. And... You know, the two of them, like, the two pairs I mentioned, they're each assigned to a group of kids. (laughs) So it's, you know, starts off like a summer camp. They keep getting hints about uh, what happened before when they were kids, you know, the bad thing that happened. And it's revealed pretty quickly that they had, uh, when they were, kids the first time around, they had snuck out of their cabin and snuck into the woods and set fire to a tree, and another girl had been there from town, and uh, they don't know if they killed the girl or the girl escaped, harmed, or unharmed, but the girl's name is Lillian, and so they're they are trying to put that behind them. And the book is told through Esme's narration, first-person narration. And, you know, they want to just, you know, make the most of the summer. But, you know, stuff starts happening. They start seeing a figure in the woods. Um, there starts to be like, different things happening at the camp that, like, sabotaging different things. Uh, what appears to be pranks uh, that are crossing a line. But the the uh, the head counselor is this guy, Andy, who's in charge. He's... They want to just write it off as, like, pranks that are, you know, not funny or going a little too far. Yeah. And the whole time Esme is paranoid that it has to do with what happened before and you know more stuff like messages spray painted on the side of the cabin at one point she had taken her hoodie off and then put it back on and there was a note that had been stuffed into a pocket that same uh, you know that The lake never forgets her. So, as I'm reading it this time, I'm having experience, like, it all started to feel, like, familiar to me. And I know that, you know, again, that trope of a horror story set in a summer camp is, you know sort of like widely done and i didn't know if i was it was running together like with all the horror stories but this one felt very very familiar to me and i couldn't quite place it and it was to the point i'm like is this plagiarized is this even that but it's not what i realized is i had read this book about a you know a while back and completely forgotten about it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I don't know
1: when did you? I don't how know far if you've in.
0: ever had that. Ha- has that ever happened to you?
1: I don't think. I mean, I I I don't think so. I'm, now I'm not gonna. I've made it as far as reading the back of the book. And then going, oh, yeah, I remember this. Or I tried this and I – but I I don't think I've gotten to the point where I've read the book.
0: Well, like like I was talking about with uh, The Wife Between Us from your author, like, I had the – I've had the thought, like, have I read this before or before I read it? And right. just not being able to remember. But I've never, I don't know if I've ever had the experience of thinking I hadn't read it at all. Com- like, completely thinking I hadn't. Right. Like, having it on my list the entire time and yeah, wanting to get to it. But then I'm like, oh, wait, I already read this.
1: <laughs> That's wild. I'm not going to say that couldn't. I mean, absolutely, that could happen. Especially with some of these tropes that, that are... Are kind of auto buy or auto borrow books, like and, and there's a lot in that domestic thriller with the wife this, the husband that, um, that those books. You're like, like my my coworker Nancy, she loves the same types of books I do, so we're always reading. And and I'll say, did you read the couple next door? And she's like, well, is, is that? No, I think I read. The wife across the street or something like that and you're like yeah the you know some of these things just kind of sound so similar that you have to read the, the the back of it to see if it is something that you've read before or just sounds familiar
0: yeah but that can go into my review of this because uh, I guess there was a reason I did forget all about it because right. um uh this just, just this, do it. I rated this two stars on Goodreads. Uh, <laughs> because of, and uh, before before what? before I give my reasoning, I get it's YA I get the characters are teenagers and this they're there was just never any real sense of suspense for me in this. Yeah, I mean, there was no, there were no surprises. There were no, you know, real the tw- the reveal. I knew what it mm-hmm. was. I mean, mm-hmm. you know,
1: I think you and I both read enough YA mm. that we we both kind of give. Path like a certain past, to certain elements that you know yeah. it's written for for kids twenty years younger than us and that's okay. Yeah, some stuff is yeah. For I it mean, doesn't sound like that. Like you said, it didn't factor into
0: your judgment. Yeah, I mean, I try. I'm trying to. You know how generous I am. I'm trying to see if yeah. I can factor that in, but there's a. You know, there were there was never any real sense of like danger uh-huh for like the mo I said like strange things keep happening at the camp and there you get the sense that like the the you know Esme and Kayla and the other counselors and the kids could be, could there be a threat to them the the scariest things that happen like maybe the biggest danger that happens at one point in the book is they're, like, out on the lake. They're doing, like, these big lake games. And kids are, like... A bunch of kids are on, like, this big inflatable thing. And it turns out it starts to deflate because it's been slashed at one point. And so... But, like, the only danger there is, like, the kids who can't swim, but... There's enough. There's only so few of them that the counselors are right there to get them. So there's no. Even then, there's like no.
1: That would probably be my worst, like my scariest part of that book because I can't swim.
0: There's only like oh
1: my gosh, that's me. There's only
0: like that's three cool. or four kids who can't swim, and there's like six counselors on the lake. Yeah. So.
1: Not even even like someone struggling for a few minutes to get a little
0: suspense. That never happens.
1: What is? Did it have on the back of the book the age range for this this YA, or is it kind of implied?
0: Amazon it says twelve and up.
1: Okay, so that's pretty. Yeah. Pretty older, you know. I guess genre for kids. Yeah,
0: I mean. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, I, I do really want to give that the benefit of the doubt. That it's just I am just out of this age range. But you covered a Natalie D. Richards, the Five to- Five Tall Strangers. That's right. a YA thriller, and that you know right. is. And I've read other YA thrillers that you know.
1: Uh, one of us I, is lying. Is
0: well, yeah. That is a perfect one. One of us is lying. Is right. A great one. Yeah. This this is just, it. It just seemed...
1: And I, I haven't read it yet, but the Good Girls Guide to Murder, um, is a young uh, young adult I'm, book.
0: I'm hearing, yeah, I'm hearing good things. Yes, I'm hearing good things Holly about Jackson. that.
1: I got this a while back, and I just haven't haven't read it yet, but.
0: Yeah, but, but I think there's a
1: sequel too. So, but yeah, there's definitely, you know, a way to to do it that even as adults in our thirties, you know, we still can appreciate yeah, the young adult.
0: Aspect. And there's there's just so much that in that book, like I don't know, I don't know. It it just seems not thrill a lot of it seems dragged out like they could esme could just reveal to the head counselor like what she thinks it is but she's this is where i'm trying to take into account that she's just a 16 year old girl and she thinks it's worse than it actually is but she could mm-hmm. she could just like reveal what she feels in the book the book would be over with but right. it, it, so it seems like so dragged out for no real reason, but I'm sure there are going to be younger people who can read this and get the suspense out of it. But, yeah, as I said, there, there there are YA thrillers that you and I can read and get the thrill out of it, but this one just isn't one for me. Mm-hmm. And having the experience of having... Reading it and it all seemed so familiar, but then realizing I had read it and totally <laughs> forgotten about it.
1: Yeah, is and I, I totally bizarre that c- can happen to me. I I don't recall it happening, but it very it, it really well could have. I, well, in a sense, though, that actually does happen to me with Agatha Christie's because I. Um, most of the books that I've read from her were on audiobook. And I read those back in the early 2000s. So not not the same in a bad sense, but in a, a good sense, uh, half of these Agatha Christie's, if it's part of their challenge, or I just want to read it. I'm like, yeah, I know I've read this. I know the back of the cover, but I I don't remember anything specifically about this book.
0: Well, but for – and for me, I mean, you know, like an author you grow up with, like for me, reading Stephen King when I was younger, like, you know, one that comes from – like, I read Christine, like, 25 years ago, and I read it once. So if I read it again, I could probably – there'd be some stuff in it that I don't remember that I could get. mm mm-hmm the enjoyment, but, you know, out of it again, but, oh, uh, but or have still... a whole, have a whole different reaction.
1: Yeah. And, so. and you, but you still remember you read it. That's, I think that's yeah. what we're both like saying.
0: Here and I, I, remember, I know I read it and I remember like certain scenes in the book, but you know, I don't remember every single thing about it. Right. So. Uh,
1: it, it is strange though. I, I've seen three different bookstagrams just in the past week featuring this book. Um, that link. I thought, yeah, yeah, hmm. they were more on different types of uh, themed posts. So it might not be something that somebody's reading right now, but maybe the 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 side of the book cover is is yellow or something, and you know, and they're making a post of yellow yeah. books um but it was just weird that i'm like oh yeah you're you're reviewing that oh that it, it keeps popping up but i was just it's not that old though it's from just a year ago it, it yeah. looks like on goodreads march 2nd 2021 so
0: yeah but i mean she's got i mean she's got other books like there's one called the twin there's one called I actually have on my shelf back here that I have got an old discarded library copy of is uh, called the cabin that. uh, So, I mean, I'm not good. I'm not giving up on her as an author, but like, yeah, this one just didn't quite do it for me. I really wanted it to. I tried to see it from the angle that, okay, this is for a younger Reading audience, you know, it's uh,
1: maybe it's for someone who this really is one of their first mystery or thriller books. It's very tame in that, yeah.
0: Yeah, but for me, I just got no real, right? You know, real suspense at any point, so
1: yeah. There you go. That, that is me
0: with a first two star.
1: One first, first one. We've never done a one star, have we? We've always given
0: any any book where uh, that is flat out. I hated this. No. Yeah. I okay. mean, I don't think I've ever read a book like that. I ever.
1: I had. I have I mean, two. It, I have two in my head, and I don't know if I want to say them, uh, just because I think I'm in the minority with both books. But,
0: well, I mean, you can tell me off off uh, record.
1: Yeah, because I don't. I don't have anything objective to say about it. I two pop into my head now, and I'm not even sure if I rated that on Goodreads. I'll have to check, but um, just ones that to me were. But I, I don't even know that I would give it one star if I was talking about it with you just because
0: I could talk you out of it.
1: No, <laughs> I, don't <know.
0: laughs>
1: I don't know. It's just like, and I've said this before, like I could never write a book. So, you know, right there. Uh,
0: I want I, to, but I, I have ideas for stories, but I mean, who knows maybe I will write someday, but. Yeah, it's it's it seems like a highly daunting task mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, it's a lot of pressure to put.
0: Yeah.
1: So, one one decent star review and one truthful, you know.
0: Well, that could it, and I could be more in the camp of it's just not for me. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's for this. Reading group,
1: right. but like it truly can't for most adults. Maybe transition out of the the YA. Like maybe if you really were twelve year old Joe reading this, it, maybe it would be better because it would be probably your introduction to those camp
0: books. Well, my introduction to the like the whole ho- horror. At a summer camp is probably most people's Friday the Thirteenth.
1: Absolutely.
0: And even if even if I had saw Friday the Thirteenth and read this, I'd be like, nobody's dying,
1: right? (laughs) There's no, you know, I mean, there's murder.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could get the sense of like maybe there is a Jason in the woods, right? But I mean,
1: right. And and I love those. I like I love Friday the Thirteenth. I love that whole series. At mostly the the first whatever five six i don't know but uh if they're bad they're still good to me so that doesn't but you also go into it knowing you know okay friday the 13th part three this is going to be so bad it's good
0: or, like, or the jason takes manhattan
1: that's bad jason goes to space like they're they're so <laughs> like they're really bad but the ones that are featuring um the camp and you know th- those are just either good or they're so bad they're good um and i love that setting too and i think that's probably why the i liked the uh, riley sager book but again like you said that's a maybe we'll do something leading up to the newest book or, or yeah,
0: which whatever I'm, which i'm excited for <laughs> yeah. you know yeah uh so Yeah, that is our two main books for this week. But do you have any other books that you've been reading or listening to on audiobooks that you want to give a mention to?
1: I just finished um, Local Woman Missing. uh, Mary Kubica. Kubica? (laughs) (laughs) Leave it to me to butcher. Um, That was good. I gave that four stars. Did you read that book?
0: I, I got a paperback copy of like during one of my target trips. Yeah. And that has been sitting on the, on one of my tables for a while now that I'll get to at some point. Right.
1: I I did like that one a lot. Um, That's good to hear. Yeah. And then I'm listening to a recommendation from you, which I will probably make as my own book here coming up and that's red white and royal blue by casey mcquiston Uh, oh yeah yes i'm not done with that yet i i it's a longer book it's over 400 pages and i'm listening to the audio but i'm on part 12 of 15 um i'm mostly reading it like to and from commute and uh if i'm cleaning or something here at home so it's taken me a little bit to get through it and like i said it is a longer Book, but um, so far I'm enjoying it. What about you? Well,
0: that's good. Um, I am currently reading a new release that um, <laughs> I. You told me you cannot wait to get. The, um, how far down down on the waiting list are you for this one?
1: I will have to look. Uh...
0: but it is it is the Night Shift by Alex Finlay.
1: And I liked Every Last Fear. I think that's yeah. Their first, his first book. Um,
0: but this one I think is better. And I mean, I'm.
1: I know. I was. I was hoping it right you. Now. I was hoping you bought it um, at first because I was like, oh, send me that book. But. um...
0: No, it's just a library copy. Yeah. <laughs> well,. Uh, Yeah, I am enjoying that one so far. Um, I am going to take a moment to, with this book, recommend another podcast uh, hosted by a woman who is in a Facebook group with me. Uh, It's called What Angela Reads. and her most recent episode, she had gotten a NetGalley advance copy of that. And her most cool. recent episode, she had him on to talk about the book. Wow! So That's awesome. Um, that podcast is called What Angela Reads,
1: oh, and
0: great. Y- you can get it where you're listening to this podcast. But uh, uh, I believe that is episode eight where she has Alex Finlay on. But and cool. Uh, also, an audiobook I recently. Red is, um, Dial A for Aunties by Jesse Q Sutanto. Hold on, let me look up the name. I want to make, this is my, (laughs) uh, wanting to make sure I get the name right, because, um, I think Jesse Q Sutanto, um, but she she also has been a couple of YA thrillers that I put on my reading list. But Dial A for Aunties, I listened to on the audiobook of, and it is laugh out loud hilarious. It is
1: I've definitely seen that.
0: Oh. Yeah, there is um, like uh, the premise is that. Uh, the main character has uh, a mother and three of her aunts who aunties who uh, try to set her up on a date and she accidentally kills or the the date ends up being accidentally killed because he tries to make a move on her and she tases him and <laughs> it's while he's driving and he crashes the car.
1: Oh my gosh. And so, so, I mean,
0: it, it, I mean, she ends up accidentally killing the guy. But the whole thing of her mother trying to set her up on this date is she went on a dating site posing as her. And (laughs) there's a part in the book where, um, I'm blanking on the main character's name, but she finally sees the text exchange between her mother as her and this guy that set the thing up, and um, you know, uh, it's like this back and forth exchange, and you know, this guy is like, "Oh, you like you? I bet you're like really thirsty and." Putting like the water droplets emoji, you
1: mm-hmm. know, like
0: flirting heavily with her, yeah. And the mother is like, "No, actually, I got a big glass of water right here. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not that thirsty." And um, yeah. And so then the guy sends her the eggplant emoji. And it's like, I, like you want me to give you this, and, she, and the mother is like, "Oh, how do you know eggplant's my favorite?" Oh my god! Or, and so or. Because she's telling her like he's like when she tries to explain that the guy got aggressive with her, um, her mother's like, but he seemed like such a such a nice boy. He was going to make you an eggplant dinner. (laughs) And so I mean, it's yeah, I'm I'm not doing it justice explaining it, but you know, it's
1: yeah, that scene stood out. So it sounds like it's good on audiobook too like it, it, it's, gonna,
0: well. it's going to be made into a movie on Netflix and um, it's, it's described as Crazy Rich Asians meets Weekend at Bernie's so
1: <laughs> but, <Nice. laughs> um
0: those are my two recs uh, I'm reading The Night Shift and on audiobook, Dale A. Fronties.
1: Huh.
0: Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, so uh, another fun episode this week. So um, next week, we talked about doing a solo book, the two of us, a book that we both got. Mm-hmm. and uh do you want to say what it is or do you want me to i got my copy right here
1: cool um it is called the christie affair by nina de Gramont and uh this just came out uh but yeah it, it's it's a fictionalized um story related to agatha christie um i hear that it's it's less about her, which makes sense if you read the synopsis. but um, it's more about um, her marriage, her first marriage, and uh, the the mistress that kind of comes comes into that story, which is all true um, at least you know, on the surface level, that did happen. but this is a fictionalized account of that so it's getting um, a lot of good reviews
0: yeah and I'm excited to read because uh, I do know about the story that is at the backdrop of it The uh, and that that itself is a very fascinating story so um, yes you know but I'm excited to read this and talk this book with you next week yeah. but um yeah, so that is what we are reading next week The Christie affair by Nina de Gramont is that again I so. another want to make sure we're pronouncing it right Nina de Gramont okay. <laughs> uh so yeah, we we'll, we will talk that book next week and I had fun with you again this week and uh. So, listener, I hope you enjoyed our discussion this week, and join us again next week. See you then. See you then. Take care, everyone, and take care, Lauren. You too. Have Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday.
1: All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.